Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. On a day-to-day basis, Lena Overdorf is the glue between VFL Wolfsburg's backline and attack in the Frauen Bundesliga. And if the world didn't know about her before the Euro in England, they sure do now. Recently nominated as UEFA's best player of the year, but also for the Ballon d'Or, the German national team midfielder is this week's guest on the podcast. In the summer of 2020, Oberdorf joined the multiple Frauen Bundesliga champions Wolfsburg. She came from SGS Essen after being awarded the world's most talented teenager by gold. Also, She was Germany's youngest ever World Cup player. Recently, Oberdorf extended her contract with the Green Wolves. And in this episode, she will explain why. You are listening to their pitch. And this is the Lena Oberdorf episode. But it's Tuesday and we're back with a new episode. We have our, it's our second German player who is laughing at this introduction and our second Wolfsburg player, Lena Oberdorf. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. And you? I'm, I'm doing fine. Mia's doing fine. She's sitting behind me. Um, I probably butchered your name. So I'm going to ask you to pronounce it in German for people like me and commentators out there. I was pretty good already. It's uh, Lena Oberdorf. Lena Oberdorf. Yeah, pretty German. close. German's my second language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We also have a quote from somebody who knows you very well. You might play with them, you might not, but they know you. And uh, I'm going to read it and then you have to guess who it is. Okay, now I'm scared. What's coming? On the pitch, Obi is very mature and a machine. However, outside the pitch, you can really tell her age. She is very off. <laughs> She's very often not organized, and she doesn't plan things very well. Although now, when she has started to study, I hope she will study on our travels to away games instead of focusing on TikTok videos when she sits next to me. Who do you think that is? Yeah, it has to be someone who's sitting in the back, in the back of the bus as well. I, I, I think it's funny because she's always like. Get your uh, eyes off the phone. You have to study. You have to do something. And especially at the last trip, I was studying. Like seriously, we had like five hours a trip, and I was studying like three of them. And then I was like, okay, now I'm tired. And then I, I took my phone out for a second, and she was next to me. Was like, Obi, study. I'm like, I did the last three hours. <laughs> so I, I guess it was it was that's, her. That's very correct. That's correct. And I, I must say, when we did get this quote, we got it from, so we got it from Rebecca Blomqvist. She's the one who made sure that we, we got the quote and she sent it to me in, in German. And she said, you can read it in German. And I said, no, I no." And I said, that's a flex that you're, you're writing me this message in, in German. And I was, if, and then she clarified, she goes, maybe I should say that it was Svenja. 
And I was like, yeah, because otherwise, if you would have guessed Svenja now, I would have been like, no, not her. <laughs> not her. No, but I'm glad. Bex is actually one of those who are like really into studying, like really like with a lot of discipline. And she's like, okay, I really have to study. And then she sits there and she's like completely out of every conversation. She's just sitting there reading her book. And then there's me. And Kati's opening her laptop. And I'm like, Kati, what are you doing? And Svenny is opening something else. Oh, what are you reading? And I'm just like, I get so easily uh, attracted to other shit. And I'm just like, okay, I really have to focus now. Then I put my AirPods in. I don't even listen to music just to like not get anything. I'm, I'm just the same. May I ask what you're studying right now? Yeah, good question in English. Um, it's like business, environment, yeah, market places something like this how do you call it in english i don't know i just know that it's bvl in german complicated stuff business administration uh look at that that's it look at this business administration next time i come with a suit and a suitcase like this yes to game days we would love to see that <laughs> yeah i was already joking that i come like that in um yeah in the last game or something <laughs> Then I come like with the suit and I'm like, hey guys, you need anything? And there may be like glasses. <laughs> so if you're not very, you know, focused while you study, but you're quite focused when you step on the pitch, right? Yeah, that's how true. Do you turn that, how do you turn that switch on? I think because it's something where it really counts in the second. And when I don't study on the bus, then I have lots of time after. Where I don't study at all then but um, when you're on the pitch you just have this one chance this one shot you have uh, when you ha when you're in the game so I think there I know the importance of the moment and when I study I just think okay I can do it tomorrow over tomorrow and then I just keep on doing this we're we're going to talk about the national team and the success that you guys reached you just flew through the euros very smoothly And came came to the finals. How how was that for for you guys? That tournament. How what was the feeling in the squad? Yeah, it was an amazing tournament because before it started, nobody really thought that we could get so far. And then um, it started with the first game where you really could see. Okay, everybody is there. Everybody is on their high right now, and everybody's in the flow. And then it just kept like kept going in every game. And then we're like, okay, now we face. Spain we have to be very focused and exactly that happened like everybody was so focused and I think we had the right mix also like being focused on the pitch but beside the pitch you could have fun we had a nice uh, hotel with a lot of like outside areas uh, where we can yeah just relax we had a little pool and stuff so it was a lot of fun also uh, beside the pitch and I think that was like yeah our recipe for the tournament. What also, what, what, what I think a lot of people or somebody that was a Swedish journalist that was at the Euros together with me said that when you look at Germany, they have quite a young team. And when you look at Sweden, we don't really kind of give as many young players the chance that are like younger. But what, what do you think Germany is, is going for young talents and how important do you think that is? I think it's very important to have a lot of young talents, especially in the first team, because there's uh, where you really grow. Um, for example, I was, I think, with 16, I was already in the under 20s. And I think it was a nice feeling for me as well, because I was like, okay, I'm so young and I'm already here. But also, 
yeah, the the pressure you had was much more than maybe in the under 17 Bundesliga, for example. So um, I think Germany is really into young talents right now. And when you see that we, we have a lot, like when you think about Sidney Lohmann, Lena Latwein, Sophia Kleinherrn and Julia Gwynn, it's, yeah, it's a lot. And I think that's like the young and wild kind. And we don't think too much and we get a little bit out of the, out of the system from uh, the old Germany. I would say now um, because we do like sometimes we do crazy stuff with nobody expecting it really. So um, yeah, we just play free minded. And I think this was also one of the keys we had. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, I, I, I found me, yeah, I, you probably agree that Germany was a very fun team to watch during the euros. Definitely. And what's so funny is that your head coach, uh, Martina, we actually met her. Yeah, we met her during Champions League final on the way because we had a middle. We were landing in Frankfurt for a while and I was trying to get out of her. I was like, who do you think you're going to pick? Because we had just had Laura Freigang on the podcast and I was like, is she going to make the squad? But (laughs) she wouldn't say a word. She'll be looking at you like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, but she, she definitely talked about German football a little bit with us as well. And it gave us another point of view, really. Like Laura now or Martina? Oh, Martina for okay. from like the team, yeah. yeah. The national team has had some success or great success, actually. You guys got away with a silver medal, but if we talk about yourself, you've had a great year as well. Why don't you say that? Yeah, I would say that as well now. I think people who know me are like, they know that I'm really like critical with myself. Uh, but I think the last year was really, really good. And I hope this year goes the same way. Ballon d'Or nomination doesn't go to, to anyone. <laughs> UEFA top three player doesn't do that either. How how do you handle that? Knowing, yeah. Yeah, I just take it as it is, I think, because I also have a lot of yeah people around me who know who know me and are like making sure that I stay on the ground, even though they really know that I'm the last person who's like flying away now. Uh, because I know about myself that I have a lot of things who like w- which I can Im- improve as well, and also I'm working with the individual coach, so um, I'm really really into growing right now because I also know I'm 20 and I think I have a lot of time to develop as well. And yeah, I can't wait to can't wait to be um, 25 and really like a complete player, you know, like having experience because sometimes I really don't don't know situations and maybe when I'm more experienced I know those situations and I can handle them better as well even though maybe also things in the final when uh, England was like at the corner like five minutes or something uh, I kind of lost my head a little bit and was like fouling and tackling and it was time that we lost them so maybe when I'm a little bit older I can handle this better but don't you feel that maybe sometimes that's the charm of it all like that you play so freely and everything doesn't have to be so well thought out. Yeah, of course. And this is what I want to keep, but also in situations where I can think a little bit, then also like using using my head. If we go to the UEFA top three player, you weren't at the gala, right? No. How Do you know why? Or um, I never got an invitation for that. I think it was just uh, Puteas there because she won. But um, yeah, I we had a game anyway. <laughs> In the preseason, so it would have been like 
game gala but i think it would be gala then if i get uh, would have gotten an invitation but um it was fine it was nice to be announced for that but yeah i think the most important thing is on the pitch and this is where i want to be right you could have tried out the suit and the little bag yeah of course <laughs> this would be another another thing i wouldn't know what i would wear then like i was like oh what do i wear i just have hoodies Sounds like both of us um, but if we speak of, about these nominations, do you feel like, is it a burden? Does that affect, like, do you feel another type of pressure or is it more of like an honor and then you don't really think about? Um, for me, it's more an, an honor because I don't really think about it. When I step out on the pitch, I'm not thinking, okay, I'm the be- one of the best three players. And I'm going there and think everybody just flows because I know what what's behind it that we have to work hard on the pitch for making it in, into the starting 11 when you're in Wolfsburg there are a lot of players we have a lot of competition in training everybody wants to win everybody wants to make it in the starting 11 and you have to be yeah always on point in every training situation so you make it and um, so it's a it's an honor but yeah I keep it out of my mind as as soon as I'm on the pitch or even now it's already behind me it's the same for the Euros. Everybody was like, okay, this is a player to look at. And then I was, before the Euros, I was like, okay, everybody's saying that now, but imagine I don't give them something to look at. And I'm like, okay, just focus on you, focus what you want to do on the pitch, on your task. And then everything worked out quite well. But you don't think, hey, I'm one of the top three players, but do you think that like your opponents are like, shit or FIFA, we're going up against one of the best players. <laughs> um. Well, maybe they think that, but um, for me, when I played, for example, against Panil Harder, when she won it, I was like, okay, she's such a good player and she won it. And But it also gave me a lot of motivation to be to be better and to get the ball from her and to tackle her. And I feel like sometimes people are more motivated against me and I'm more like celebrating when they want to do well or something. Um, but this is already making me more motivative and i'm like okay now they're celebrating when they want to do it okay then you don't want to do it anymore and um so i get pushed by it and i think that's a that's a good thing let's uh, shift focus for a quick minute before i let you move on with tactical analysis to to wolfsburg you guys had a had a good season last season you won the you won the league um and you recently extended your contract with wolfsburg why do you think wolfsburg has you know had this uh, massive success over the years and why do you think it's the best environment for you to be in right now i think Wolfsburg is a club who was like from the beginning there in women's football and developed um and didn't and never stopped developing i think this is a big reason why everybody is looking at Wolfsburg and yeah take an example of this club because also now we they won the three trophies in one year and after they weren't like done and they didn't say okay now yeah, what are we doing now? It's fine. They always, yeah, craved kind of for more and wanted more. And even now we won two titles in the last season and we could be super happy about it. But now we're like, okay, those titles, they're like in the past now. We have them here, but um, we want to keep them here and we want to like developing as well. And now you already, yeah, you get used to higher standards now. Also in training, they're more critical with you, but also the good environment we have and this comfort zone feeling is still here. And I think uh, this is the most important thing here. And yeah, you just have friends here. You you go out after the training with friends, you meet them, you go for coffee. So it's a, it's a second family you have here. This is also why I 
yeah, extended my contract because I just want to be part of this process because now we already, in the last year, we had like 14 new players. Uh, also, now we lost some, we got some new. And I think that we have also a lot of young talents as well with Eula, for example, now. And I'm really curious where we where we are going. How close would you guys would you say that you guys are to a, a Champions League title? <laughs> That's a good question because it's yeah, it's just start of the league. So I don't really want to want to think about Champions League right now because now we have to focus on the little steps and the little goals. And you can also see that the league isn't isn't as easy as it was uh, in the past because now you have teams like Leverkusen, for example. We face them tomorrow and. It's not like, okay, we're going to go there and how many goals do you want to have? No, it's like you have to be focused 100% in every game. Doesn't matter against who. And also last year we played against Bremen. They took the lead 1-0 and then we we uh, did the 1-1. But the 2-1 was like in the last minute. Same with Hoffenheim last week. So um, we can be close to reach the final. But um, for that, we have a lot of things to do and a lot of things to work on still. And my last question before we move on to football analysis is um, your your teammate, Alexandra Pop, she, made, she, she was on a podcast with, I think it was Kicker, where she talked about, you know, how I think Frauen Bundesliga needs to develop even more, as well as Wolfsburg's focus on both women and men and giving the same kind of, I guess... Is treatment the right word or, you know, the same kind of like... Surroundings. Yeah. What can you say about about that if we start with the league? Yeah, I agree with her because we were always also talking um, at the national team, also with Amut Schuld, for example, that we have to develop because when you look at other other leagues, for example, in England, there's a, a massive boom now. And I think we could have that boom already in the past in Germany, but we kind of... We yeah we didn't catch the wave we had after uh, Olympia with uh, where we won in Rio I think um, and now we have the second chance to develop really and to use this and I think um, in the league for example it's yeah the first three clubs like Hoffenheim Wolfsburg Bayern we have really good surroundings especially here in Wolfsburg like I came here my first season from Essen and I was like okay. In which kind of heaven did I land here? Because we had like three physios always there every day. Uh, the gym next to the locker room. When you had something, you got an MRI at the next day. So they they really good connected with every kind of doctors here. And they really care about you and your well-being. And I think in other clubs, it's a lot of, okay, do we have a physio today? Um, do we have to bring our own stuff to... Uh, any kind of pitch because we have different training areas and um, then they have to work um, before training or even in the, um, how do you say, after a game to get like energy again. Um, they have to get up on Monday when they play Sunday, maybe away in Munich. Then they have to go home seven, eight hours by bus and tomorrow morning they have to go to the work from six to three and then they have time to, yeah, to get more energy again, but I think this is not working like this and your body needs to rest as well. And I think this is a massive part of developing in the league because when everybody and every club can focus on playing football and developing in that and be better, I think, um, yeah, we can have the league more, yeah, more variety in the, in the league because it's not only Munich, Hoffenheim, Wolfsburg. 
Yeah, she also mentioned, you know, that Wolfsburg, you know, out like to the public, it's like we're one club, unity. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that the women don't really get the same support as the men or there's some sort of difference. Yeah, there is some sort of difference. And I don't know why, because we are really talking from one family, one club. Um, but for example, we play in the AOK stadium and the men's train there. And we're like, okay, this is our our stadium when we play. Why do you have to train that? Like you have three other pitches where you can train and they train an hour pitch or our bus, like in the back, in the back line of the bus. Every time when it's raining, there's like dropping water inside the bus. And we already talked about it. We already said it and it's not fixed yet. And I think if the men would have that, they would be getting a new bus immediately. And we were like waiting for it to happen. And I think this is kind of some some differences we have still. Is it frustrating waiting for that change to happen? Just asking for simple stuff as a bus that does not leak in water. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's really frustrating because more than saying things and more than communicating things isn't in our power. Like we can address things, but then something has to happen. It's the same in the equal pay debate because we can talk about it. We can bring arguments about it, but we as a player, we can't change things. We can just talk and talk and talk, but the change has to happen somewhere else. And this is the frustrating thing you have. Yeah, I under I understand that. And with that being said, we'll leave it at frustrating. <laughs> and then we'll we'll move ahead to the football analysis where I'll be in the background and Mia will take over and be all smart. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Let's dive into my favorite part of this podcast. And that's football analysis. And we're going to dive deep into the position. Okay. Not too deep. Not, not <laughs> too deep, though. Not that, not that they can defend no, no. me next time. <laughs> no, never, never. We're not going to reveal any secrets. But the first, uh, the first question, uh, why do you play the position you play? Um, I think I play six in the club because our coach is too afraid to put me on center back because he tried playing me center back and then she's like it's he's like it was too much risk it was too much risk because i need to go on adventures so i think six was the best best solution in that (laughs) and you're happy about that as well i i feel of course of course i'm really more in the game and i think i can help the team more if i win the duels get the ball and then um, yeah, give it to Jill here or Lena Latvine. And I think they can be the creative ones and be like the nice ones. And I do the, do the cleanup. Yeah. You're, you're the bad guy behind them. <laughs> yeah. I'll protect you. That's fine. <laughs> but in, in your own words, uh, describe your role and position, uh, from how you look at yourself as a foot- footballer. I think I'm kind of like a bodyguard in the game because I really do like the, the defense work for um, the number six, like I'm more the defense one and the other ones are more higher. Um, but also 
doing like the changes like when you get the ball from the left side i'm there you can play me i can put it to the other side and if i win the ball i can be very dynamic and go into the one-on-one -on -one, uh, duels and dribbling um i can use my body really well especially also in in the offense and defense um i'm still working on decision making and orientation but i think it already got better and i know where my teammates are and where the opponents are uh sometimes i'm a little bit too too much wanting to do something special and i search for long balls or like passes through and i have to pick the right moments this is something i have to learn um to pick the right moments for it and not just okay i see one running i just play um but yeah i like my position here i like when we celebrate the duels in the defense i'm very emotional as well so yeah this is kind of how i play yeah and now you you mentioned your your personal coach before um so i'm gonna read a description from Ellie Zarazola now on you uh, as a football player. You, you're just going to have the chance to react and see if you agree with her on this. Okay, I, I feel like I have to agree with her. <laughs> I know she's <laughs> oh, going to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> she's scary. No, she's not. But here goes. Uh, in terms of Lena's possession game, she has made huge steps in her scanning frequency in the last year. And you can see that she has become an even more important and mature player. She feels comfortable getting balls for build-up under pressure and doesn't lose many balls in those situations. And in terms of defending, she has great positioning. I want to think because of her awareness. Uh, and she also reads the opponent very well. Why is this, I want to think it's because of her awareness it is <laughs> no um yeah she's right though she's right um uh yeah i don't know what to say to that to be honest because it's exactly what i just said before that i really work on this orientation and decision making thing and um yeah i really enjoy working with her because she kind of knows me and understands me now also as a person beside the pitch and especially when i was sick or when i got injured I really texted her a lot because she knew exactly how, yeah, what a breakdown I had when I, or I have when I can't play because I'm always like, okay, what am I, what am I doing with my life now when I don't train or when I'm not on, on the pitch and I can't develop or do something. Then she gives me like little exercises I can do and keeps me entertained and stuff. So I'm really grateful for working with her. And I think it's, yeah, it's what she said. It's really nice to see the developing in that and, even in the Euros, I, I was more into getting the balls before I was, I was doing a lot of things right because of my intuition. But now, uh, now I really, I really know that I do something because of what I see. And this is the nice part of it. And I feel like I have more time to, to, yeah, to get the ball, to have the ball, uh, when I know where my teammates are. And then I can be better in the technical stuff as well. Yeah, and I think we, it's important here to, that we mention to our listeners now that uh, Elisa Arazola is a personal analysis and coach uh, in a company called Vantage uh, in the Netherlands, right? Yes. I mean, not, not all players have a, a personal coach and analysis on the side of their club because you already train a lot. Uh, so what do you think that for you uh, as a professional footballer, uh, in a club like Wolfsburg, what, what does the work with her add 
Yeah, I think if you play in the club and and in the team, it's all about the team tactics. For example, they don't have time to look really on every single person in every situation, and it's more about okay, how can you change your position for the team? And when it's working with her, it's more about okay, are you open? Are you playable? Are you asking for it in the right foot? Are you checking? And it's really just you they look at the, they watch the game and they're just looking at you they see everything last time uh, we had the analysis we were joking about me because i was asking for the ball a lot and i never got it and then you could see me like running asking checking and then i didn't get it and you, could, you could see me like clapping and like fuming because i didn't get the ball and she was like obi you can't you don't have the power for it you don't have the power of them to get the ball to you you can just change what you're doing and i was like yeah but what can i change because i'm free i'm playable i'm asking for the ball what else can i do just like yeah look at the situation again and then you could see that the left back for example didn't really have the position to play me because the first contact was shit and then i was like yeah okay but still i'm playable she was like yeah but you also have to have eye contact to the player i'm like okay fine the next time i will look at this and She's like, just stay to your game, be in the game, and don't get like frustrated about things because you don't, you can't change it. So I would say Ellie is a is a good coach, but also like for me right now, she's an even better friend as well because I I need this atmosphere to work with her because I hate working on my weaknesses with other people because I just want to show everyone how good I am in this and that and everything. And when it's coming up to my weaknesses, I'm always like yeah, do we really have to do that right now? And I get uncomfortable. And with her, we like, we dipping this finger in the wound and be like, you have to, you to do this now. And I think for this, for me, it's very important to have also a good connection. And we also get, go for dinner together and stuff. So it's a really nice atmosphere with her. Yeah, we're not going to go, we're not going to reveal your weaknesses here. I promised you that uh, <laughs> at the beginning. So we just leave them. <laughs> we just leave them. But uh, f- from the position you play, uh, in what way do you think your performance on the pitch is affected looking at how much information analysis you have before getting on the pitch? I think it's re- very important to know how they attack and how they do the build-up for having a good defense and not many spaces open. And then I think it's also important to to know how they want to put pressure on you because this is what helps you to find the spaces because sometimes... On the pitch, it's hard to see. Uh, what was it? Music, music right now in the back? <laughs> no, it was a chair. It was a chair whining. You know. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I think this is this is really good to get when you when you before the game because you can look at scenes from other games and you're like, okay, maybe this space is open again. And when it's not open, you know, okay, then there has to be space somewhere else. And I think it's nice to have kind of information before, um, but also not too much because then you, you're away from your free-minded play and then you can't decide on yourself. Um, but I think a few options are good to have, but then in the end, it all comes down to what is the opponent doing? Because we had it last time against uh, Hoffenheim. We expected them to play as always. And then they were like with 10 in the box and we were like, okay, what are we doing now? Because we expected them to put pressure on us. Um, and this is why I also like to have some some free-minded uh, players in games as well. But can can you like explain that in in a more deeper level? Because that was actually my next question: Can there be too much information? 
if yes, why? You explained that yeah. a little bit at the moment, but but just what what is too much information? So when you do the analysis of another team, you also do kind of stuff. Okay, how do we want to build up then? If they close the spaces on the outside or in the inside, and there was, for example, a game where uh, they said, okay, don't stand in the passing line of number 10, for example, because when I'm there, we can play number 10 and we like they can easily defend us. And then uh, they said, go more outside than as a six. Yeah, but in this game, we played with two sixes and then we were both like completely outside and nobody was in the center anymore because both of us, we had this in our head. We were like, okay, we have to go wide and deep, wide and deep. And then it's the moment where we stopped thinking and stopped having our own head or our own brain and then we were just like okay we do what the coaches said and don't get me wrong like it's important what the coaches said and stuff but sometimes it's also good to see the spaces and make decision on your own because the coaches are not on the pitch they don't see what you see in the situation they can always like stop the video anal- analysis when the when, when there's the perfect gap they can always stop in that second, but like you see one, one millisecond after it was already closed. So, um, sometimes, or it's, it's bad when players think, okay, the coaches said it like this. We want to build up like this and just have this in, in the head. I think this is where football stops working because I always feel like it's something you have to just feel like you have to feel football. You can't think it or you can, you can't work it. You can work it in defense, but in the offense, you just have to do it. Yeah, and I'm also, I'm also. This is my last question because I'm very curious about this. Um, there's a lot of talk, uh, and we often get questions from listeners that wants to know the difference between leagues if a player has played in different leagues. But you have a Champions League experience, so you've played many teams from different leagues, and the position you play, I feel. It's a very important position. Position you can see that, especially in the Champions League. I think uh, because if you don't have that destroyer or someone who intercepts the ball uh, at the right time, teams get easily exposed. So how how do you feel about like? Do you even have an opinion uh, about differences in how other teams play in in other leagues? Yeah. I have, but also this position on number six, it's very important, I think, because when you can stop it there, the defense line has to work less, kind of, and it's far away from the goal. And when every attacking player goes through uh, to the defense line, we just have one chance to defend it. And when you can already stop them with, especially when Eva, for example, here runs to the center back, we can already stop them there. And I think um, every player in the defense is an important, important position. And I think different leagues have different styles of playing in that. Uh, for example, when we played against Barca, they're more like this cre- creativity and like having the ball, two contacts, passing, passing. But when it comes to the defense part, uh, you have chances against Barca. You saw it when we played against them. Uh, I didn't play because I was injured, but we uh, won 2-0, I think, at home. And there you can see that they kind of missed that player or they miss the players who go into the duels and they have a good defense line, but they can't defend everything, especially when Svendis or Jule now or Tabi was running. They're super fast. And when you can't stop them in the midfield already, then yeah, we have good chances to to use them and their like their tempo. And yeah, so I think Spain is very creative and in England it's 
a lot like like us and very physical like a lot like me as well <laughs> uh, very a lot of duels physical and i think germany is something in between of them because we just we also have those create creative creative players but also the players who are like getting in the duels and stuff so for example here we have jill as a creative player and then you have lena and me for uh, winning the duels and also a bit of creativity but not as much as jill um and i think yeah german is germany is kind of like a, a mix of spain and and england yeah, for sure i mean it's just interesting because a, a lot of players uh, um place in different leagues because of the playing style they want to try it out mm -hmm. and and our listeners they mm -hmm. are very interested yeah. all the time so that's that's why I, yeah. but we're gonna jump into the listeners uh, questions I must mention that we we had so many questions in for you. Our Twitter account went ballistic when uh, we announced that we were going to record with you. Just so you know, oh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, I we have chosen five questions because otherwise we would sit here till midnight until <laughs> tomorrow's game. Yeah, we won't uh, we won't disrupt Wolfsburg uh, match day tomorrow. So. <laughs> Imagine me sitting it tomorrow like this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it's our fault. We're going to get, uh, you know, like... When you see me tomorrow on the pitch with closed eyes, you guys are... Yeah, we're going to say that's our fault. But uh, let's jump in. I I will start because usually we've made it onto this like ongoing joke that I get to pick. I usually switch the, the questions that I want to ask because I think like I want to ask that question. So I switch it to when it's my turn. And because I couldn't switch it now because she's right next to me, I just wrote me next to it. <laughs> Good one, good one. Liana Oberdorf for Ballon d'Or wants to know, who was or is your current role model in women's football? In women's football? That's a good question. Because I just have my brother where I was really like looking up to. And then in women's, I think, okay, now, I think in women's football, I have like certain players who I just want to have the best thing of them. For example, when I think I want to have Poppy's headers, Then I want to have the technique of Poteas. Then the speed of Svendis. I just want, from everyone, I want a little bit, you know. But I really uh, look up to Alexia Poteas as well because how she like runs into the spaces in between and also is very good in this checking, observing thing. So also Panil Harder, also a good player uh, when it comes down to this. And uh, I really like watching those two. This, this is what I can say. This sort of like touches what we talked about before, but Lancel Jr., uh, what's your thought about the WSL in England? Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's a very physical league, and it's not really like really. I don't know. I don't know what to say to be honest. I, because I don't want want to be mean, kind of because I feel like it's not that tactical like for example in spain because when i watch it it's always like duel 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 press 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 duel and then it's like when you watch it, it's like kind of like tense because it's like okay left right left right um but i like to watch it because it is a lot of duels and uh, if i think of me playing there maybe someday or some year when i would think about this i'll be like well maybe it's also nice because it's exactly my my kind of playing um but right now i'm just i'm super happy here for, so yeah 
Okay. So Laura wants to know, what's your biggest challenge in football for this season at the moment? Um, it's funny because we just talked about it uh, in the in the locker room. I feel like it's very hard right now to to keep this fire on because it was so much like so many games. Now it started already again. Now you have to league games. And sometimes I feel overplayed, like not from my legs, just from the mind that it's like, okay, did I even stop thinking at some point about football? Because you just had the 10 days after the Euros, before you had 10 days, but it was, wasn't really a break because before the Euros, you you know, okay, we go to the Euros. Then you're not like laying on the beach, uh, having a nice coconut drink and not doing anything. And after Euros, you, you know, okay, I... I get back here. I have to do testings, and uh, I have to be back. I have to be there for the um, for the training camp. So for me, it's really hard right now to keep this fire and this emotional like "let's go, we rock it." Um, yeah, I think this is hard to yeah to have to every game and every exercise. We are pretty sure that you're gonna have the destroyer mode uh, switched on uh, soon. Yeah, like I, I, I can do it and I have it on, but it's hard to get there because before it was just like, okay, we smash it. And I had this feeling inside of me already. And now I really have to kind of search for it. But when I find it and um, then it's everything, like everything is fine then. But yeah, it's not like so easy like the last year, but I think it, it will come back as, as, yeah, as soon as we play maybe Champions League or something, because then it's the feeling again, the, the song is playing and you know okay now it's getting really we're glad to hear that <laughs> 191219n would like to know would you like to be the captain of your national team in the future i wouldn't say no if they would pick me but i i'm also not outgoing like okay i want to be that because i think right now we have a, we have good captains and i think it's huge footprints you have to step into uh with alex pop i'm sure now as a there's like a lot a lot to learn so far and still but i also know that i already like have kind of the responsibility a little bit already in my age because you play number six then you are in the inner circle of the team as well so i think i already have a lot of responsibility for the team and i take take it and um i wouldn't have a problem with taking the captain armband but uh, right now, I'm I'm just happy we still have good captains right now. For the last questions from listeners, we have Rob who wants to know: Is defensive midfielder the most disrespected position on the pitch? <gasps> uh, I think not because they're still the goalkeeper, um, and I think goalies have a hard job because they can they can uh, like save so many things. They do one mistake and you lose one zero and they shit, you know. And nobody sees that anymore. And then there's the striker who's like in front and misses like hundreds of chances. And then he get one chance or she, and she, she makes it. And then she's the hero of the whole game. And uh, when you see the Ballon d'Or or something, always like striker win it. Also in the, in the men's world, um, all the offensive players are like, so because they score goals, they have the action. But yeah, I think the defense players are also doing a great job and also defense midfield, of course. But I think it's getting better because a lot of people know uh, how important this position is or those positions are. So um, yeah, maybe a little bit with the goalkeeper together. 
we're, we're going to go through with the last section, which is this or that, um, or as uh, your media press officer, Dirk, if I'm not mistaken, said, uh, Dirk, Dirk, yeah. Yeah, He's Dirk. Here. yeah, same thing. Yeah. He said, green or white. Green or white. This or that, yeah. As the the yeah, but let's do let's do this or that because I don't I can't remember if you would say now the first thing is green and the other thing is white. I couldn't remember this and I would switch it up. <laughs> All right, this or that. So we're I'll give you two options. You have to pick one or the other. Okay. Okay. Um, a good slide tackle or intercepting a pass that is about to break the lines. A good slide tackle. Dribbling your way out of the first line of pressure on your own or playing out of it with perfect one touch. One touch passes together with a teammate. I think passing with a teammate. It always feels like, I don't know. If in the past, we always talk about Tiki Taka when we uh, watched Barca, when I watched it with my brother and my sister. And now I really feel like I, I actually can't play football. Like, you know what I mean? When you have like a nice combination, you're like, we, like we're good. Like, wow, what j did just happen? We made it. And I like this feeling. Coming on from the bench to make an impact on getting the win or being in the starting lineup in a mediocre game? Coming from the bench. Causing a tactical foul for the opponents or taking one yourself for the team to stop a counterattack? Taking one for the team, of course. <laughs> Winning the World Cup or the Champions League? Champions League. That That's the last question. And that was the episode with the... Lena Oberdorf, thank you so much for being on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. She doesn't <laughs> dare to say anything else. <laughs> Imagine, I would say like, oh, this is a, it was the worst podcast I ever did. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't listen, don't listen to it. <laughs> I just wouldn't recommend it I'm, to I'm anyone. Just, I'm just going to post on Instagram, don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, well, It was it was actually really fun to have you on. We usually don't get, you know, players that we haven't spoken to before or haven't really been in contact with in any way. So we, we really appreciate you doing this and taking your time before a game day and doing this. Thank you. Thank you.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.